Welcome to episode 40 of the Aligned Women podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Beth Westy, and I am so excited to bring you this interview with Dr. Beth. It's near and dear to my heart, and I hope that you will enjoy it. Before we get started, I want to let you know that if you are a mom and a chiropractor, or a soon-to-be someday mom and a chiropractor who's looking for some support and growing your practice and really truthfully growing a practice that you love showing up to every day, but yet also being mom first, then come join the Aligned Women Team waiting list to find out more details about joining the team. Head over to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. You're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the show for moms who are chiropractors. This show will bring you guests to share their stories, their struggles, their experiences, and me, your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton, so that you can create a practice that's right for you and your family. Hey, everyone. I'm here today with Dr. Beth Westy. Dr. Beth, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. I'm super excited to be here. We connected through Facebook somehow. And honestly, I don't even really remember how it happened now. And um, you were like, oh, it's really cool that you have a podcast. And I said, basically, do you want to be on it? (laughs) (laughs) I just had a good vibe about you. And um, we're having a good time chatting already. So I'm really thankful that we've connected and that you are here today to talk to moms and chiropractic about your own experience and being a mom and a chiropractor. Yeah. So first things first, tell us a bit more about you and your family. Okay. Um, well, I'm from the Twin Cities, uh, Minnesota, born and raised and went to college in Michigan, played volleyball there, and then moved back, went to chiropractic school in Minnesota. And then I had started a practice um, in Minnesota, I had a practice for about seven years before I sold it. And right now I'm on sabbatical, finishing up my second book on women's health and nutrition. And in the final editing stages. I'm really excited. <laughs> and yeah, so that's a, that's the short version. So I have three kiddos. Um, and if you kind of maybe looked at a little bit of the math there, they're seven, nine, and 11. So I actually had my first two kids while I was in chiropractic school. And then I graduated, took part four, got licensed, bought a clinic. And then the next month I, you know, so yeah, this was all in the span of like four or five months you know, graduated, got, you know, took part four, two months later, then you get your board scores and then you can get licensed. And then the next month I bought a practice that was in September. And then in October, I found out I was pregnant with my third. Wow. So just one month after buying a practice, you Mm -hmm. found out that you were pregnant. Yeah. I was just talking with another mom this morning and we were both agreeing that really there is no perfect time to have a baby, whether it's mm-hmm. while you're in chiropractic school or you time it so that the baby is born right after you graduate. It can be a stressful experience no matter how you plan it or not plan it. And it just happens. Yeah, um, it really does. I'm, I'm curious to hear more from you about how, how you navigated school and motherhood at the <laughs> same time. I actually wanted to have kids while I was in chiropractic school. It didn't happen. And now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, that would have been immensely challenging. Yeah, it was, uh, having kids in, in school was a really big struggle for a few different things. Um, and it, 
and it, I'll be totally honest about my story um, and kind of the journey that I've been on over the past decade or so, 12 dozen years ish. You know, when I started school, I came right from undergrad, you know, and I was an athlete. So I was on a pretty, you know, intense schedule already. So when I started school, I was already working part time still. Um, I got in my massage therapy degree before I started chiro school. Love, love, love working with my hands. So that was just right up my alley to continue with chiropractic. And so worked part time, went to school full time, just just really busy, but fine with it. And then me and my husband, you know, then we were just still engaged, um, found out we were pregnant. And then sort of the world came crashing down a little bit. And <laughs> I ended up kind of reevaluating a lot of things and being like, okay, what do I really want out of this? Um, experience and how do I still want to move forward you know I'm not going to quit school I'm not going to do any of that but I did take you know I took I went part-time for a year after I had my son um, just because I was like you know this isn't a race I don't need to blow through this as quick as possible like everybody else so what if I go part-time so what if I split you know classes I'm gonna still make it through and still like be breathing at the end of it yeah. versus totally overwhelmed so um and at that point I realized you know okay my what's my big vision goal and that's when I really got attached to big vision goals and really focusing on that kind of every day because when you have a newborn and you're trying to take you know midterms and study for boards and stuff you're you have to really be specific on what's your priority and a lot of other stuff falls away and you're like, okay, big vision, I'm still going to graduate someday. Big vision, I'm still going to have kids. So we'll just be messy and sloppy on this journey and get to the end of it. So um, I had a nanny that helped a lot. And my husband was, you know, very, very helpful and supportive in me going through school. Um, so we had, you know, our first. And then I started back at school full time and was, you know, found a good groove there. And then I found out I was pregnant again. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was my mom who said, she goes, aren't you studying to be a doctor? Don't you think you had this figured out on how not to get pregnant? I was like, mom, <laughs> <can't>. <laughs> it's not on <laughs> But, um, so I ended up, by the time I had my second, we were in clinicals. So we were, you know, being interns in, in clinic. And so I just had a schedule that I had two, two really long days and a half day or something like that. And that's where I interned at clinics where I could have a, a different type of schedule. So I had basically most of the week off, you know, it's never off when you're a mom. <laughs> never. Yeah. You go home and do more work than when you're at clinic. Yeah. Um, but the, the support that I had and like the nanny that I had, she was wonderful and she would bring the kids to, um, to my clinic or whatever for whenever I had breaks or lunch or anything like that. So I could see them during my long days. Um, and that was you know, that was just what I was okay with to keep moving forward and, and graduate. Yeah. So what do you think that was really key for you making it through that experience, having two babies somewhat by surprise and still coming out in the end? Like, yes, I did this. Yeah. So I, again, when I, when I talk about like priorities and figuring out what you, what's really important, it was like, okay, you know, keeping having like family time and doing that and time blocking. I got really good at time blocking and scheduling and um, just keeping the main thing, the main thing all the time. So I lost touch with a lot of friends that I had been friends with for a long time, just because they didn't understand. They didn't understand the schedule of graduate school and the commitment there. And then um, 
I was 25 when I had my first. So a lot of my friends weren't having kids at that point. And so they didn't understand either. Like, where'd you go? I haven't talked to you in two weeks. I'm like, uh, yeah, because I haven't even taken a shower in two weeks. (laughs) 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 But so it's, it's more of like, you know, really being open, honest, and then almost setting boundaries with people of, okay, hey, I, I totally understand that you're upset that I haven't spoken with you, but here's what's going on in my life. I'm just trying to keep my head above water, and I appreciate you, but this is where my capacity is, and if you can be okay with that, then great. Then at some point, we'll come around again and hopefully be in more of a chatty schedule, but I mean, it just it just changes through your life phases, and it's it's a process. So, but you find out who who the people are that are really in your corner when you're going through tough stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is, yes, it's about knowing your priorities and honoring them and respecting them, but also about being transparent and honest with the other people in your life about where you're at and what it is that is important to you and that you do need to just focus on that right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And especially in school, you know, you... It's so funny. I don't know if you guys experience this, but when you're in school and you're talking about chiropractic all the time and then all of a sudden you get out into the world and there's people who are like, a what? A chiropractor? What? <laughs> like, like they say like words wrong and they like, oh yeah, you're going to crack my back. And I'm like, no, it's called an adjustment. <laughs> you know, like people in the outside world aren't, you know, it's, it's a, I want to say a weird little bubble that you kind of live in while you're in school and just making it through and figuring out and navigating how to get to the end point there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you made it through school with mm-hmm. two kiddos and a husband mm-hmm. and, and then you <laughs> bought a practice mm-hmm. and a month later found out that you were having a new baby. So what was like, what, what was that experience like for you? Uh, terrifying. <laughs> um, it was just, well, you talk about the timing and I, whenever I speak at school, the number one question I get from gals is like, when should I have kids? Or, you know, we have always wanted to wait until after or all these other things. It's like, great, but it's not going to be any easier later. It's not easy now and it's not going to be easy later. So whenever you feel that you want to fit it in, great. That's kind of what I went with. So um, I had actually had a miscarriage in between my second and third and uh, wasn't planning on having another until you know, after that miscarriage, my husband really wanted to have a third. So I said, okay, we'll have a third. I just thought we were going to wait a little bit longer. But um, again, divine intervention <laughs> steps in and <laughs> was having a third then um, at that time. And she, the biggest, I want to say one of the biggest challenges there was that um, in starting a clinic, I didn't, you know, you don't know what you don't know when you're starting off in practice. And I did not I spent a lot of time and a lot of energy and effort when I was in school becoming a really great communicator, having great hands, being able to serve people and providing great treatment. And I did not study the business plan of anything. Mm -hmm. I did not study business and the business information that we got in school was very, very minimal. Yeah. So when I started, um, you know, stressed out already having two little ones, a one and a three year old and then being pregnant, um, it was within, you know, within six months, I was like, oh, this is not going well. We're really in trouble here. This is, you know, I'm not bringing enough people in the door to even cover my overhead, let alone I wasn't paying myself 
Like I was working for free, paying a nanny just to be there and to try and build. Cause I kept thinking like, and I started my own because I was thinking in school, I was like, you know what, if I work for somebody for a couple of years, I'm going to want to have my own office and then I'll start over again. Anyway, why not just, you know, rip the bandaid off right away? Yeah. So, so I was like, that's okay if I'm not making a lot of money or I didn't think I wouldn't make any money, but um, right off the get, right out of the gate, because I'll be able to, you know, it'll be worth it later on. It'll be worth it later on. And well, it was getting really, really tough because I just really didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I wasn't doing enough of the right things business wise to, um, to have the right, you know, balance, you know, checks and balances in my business. So, and I, I was working with a coach that wasn't, um, helpful, all that stuff. And then it actually shifted things when, um, I started working with a different coach, um, and I had a franchise, I switched over and joined a franchise and started really moving things in a different direction. And at one point, right as I was joining the franchise, they were looking at some of my um, financial sheets and they were like, you're about three weeks away from maybe closing your doors. Like you're, you're in trouble. And I was like, wow, I know, I really know. But they ended up just giving me the tools right away to be like, do these things. Cause I was a worker. I was a driver. I mean, I'm, I still am. I'm a hustler. Like I just like, tell me what to do and I will do it. And so I did all those things and ended up driving a ton of people into the office, really boosting the practice. Um, to just from you know numbers I mean percentage wise it was like boosting by over 100% within a few weeks to essentially not having to close um, and then my and then I actually went into labor early yay surprise <laughs> yeah so the other things that you can't like you can't plan for so my youngest she was a preemie she was born two months early Wow. So, yeah. So I thought I had time. I thought I had time. I thought I could get the practice up and going and really like to an even keel point. Maybe I could take home $5 or <laughs> something. And then, um, and then I had her and she was spent three weeks in the NICU. So while I was in the NICU with my newborn, um, I was on my computer scheduling and planning marketing events and everything else that I could do once she got out of the NICU. So still a push, still a drive. Yeah. <clears throat> well, all right. So bringing, <laughs> bringing home um, a baby who's born two months early doesn't just automatically get easier per se because you've left the hospital. Yeah. Right. So you still had some challenges ahead of you um, a lot. With, with her being that early mm -hmm. and then also figuring out how to navigate your business, which was sounding pretty stressful to you at that time. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So where did you go next? So from there, I literally, I mean, I had enrolled and done as many marketing things in the community as possible. Any talk I could do, any networking meeting I could do, anything I could do, I went to. Um, and if it was at a time where I didn't have my nanny, I, I brought my kids with me. So what's really funny is that I think that's one thing. And I would hear this all the time from guys because within two years from that point, I had grown my clinic so much. <clears throat> I mean, I was seeing, I, I mean, I can't remember exactly, but I was seeing maybe 30 people a week at that point, maybe. And I grew my office to almost 200 within two years. So um, just cranking it. And um, what well, was in within six months from that point where I hit a hundred for the first time, a hundred in a week. Yeah. So, able to have fast growth, but it was all about networking and meeting people and getting out in the community. 
And I took my kids with me and I was afraid because a lot of what I'd heard of what to do is like be professional and present yourself as this professional person. And that's sort of not my style. I'm kind of awkward and <laughs> say the wrong thing a lot. And, and I, I laugh at you because I can so really, I feel like I'm not professional. I'm kind of quirky. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Like chiropractors <laughs> in general, we're odd ducks. We're just, we're yeah. a little off the beaten path, which is fine, which is great. Um, which is why I love chiropractors, especially right. my little home. But yeah, so when they were like, oh, but be professional. You, like, I look young and I, my personality is so bubbly and open and I chat with anybody that they were like, you're going to be perceived as not professional and then nobody will trust you. So mm. you have to set this like barrier between you and other people and patients and da 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 da. And I was like, I, I was at a point where I was like, okay, if I'm going to do these things and get to these events, I have to take my kids with me. I, so I literally would have my baby in a carrier and I'd have my other two kids there and we'd go to events or we'd go to networking meetings and do things. And people loved it. People got to know me. They got to know my family. They were like, Oh, this is wonderful. Like, and that's what really all of a sudden it was like floodgates, people coming in to see me and just a whole different track. So I was like, not that what, not that the advice that they gave was wrong. I was like, it just doesn't fit with who I am and where I'm at in life. <laughs> yeah. And that's so many of the women in our community too. And yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's not that anybody else's way of doing things is wrong. It's just really about figuring out what works for you and what yeah. feels like, like home to you in a sense yeah. of how you show up in your practice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, um, I want to say a very big learning experience. I took a lot of the advice that they gave me and I want to say I just tweaked it for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, go out and meet 10 businesses over your lunch hour. Okay. I'd make it into two and they'd be like, Oh, why did you only get to two? So-and-so over there, Miss Dr. So-and-so blah, blah, blah. Who's a male. They're like, he saw 15 over lunch. I'm like, well, good for him. I was like, I stopped into two and I had a big conversation with one gal who owns this boutique and now we're BFF and we're going to have wine next Friday night. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Such a different perspective when yes. you, when you go from like the number of connections to the quality or the impact of the connection. Yeah. The quality mm -hmm. of connections. Cause that, I feel like when it's quality of connections, that grows exponentially versus just having a connection and multiplying, you know, 15 or 10 each day, 10 each day. You know what I mean? Like that's just multiplying. Yep. But when you do you have this, that quality, it's just all of a sudden exponential in terms of growth and outreach and everything else that it, that it brings you. Yeah. And it's fun because you make friends then. I like right. That. Right. <laughs> I'm wondering too, like as you are now, as a person that you are now, knowing what you know now, what you may have done differently in your journey, if anything at all. Like for the most part, I think most of us say, Oh, I'd never do it differently. It all happened for a reason. <laughs> yes. But that aside, <laughs> <laughs> maybe if there's a mom that's in the, in the position that you were in at some point along the way, what would you offer to her to, you know, help her potentially avoid some of the struggles that you had? I, so I went through and did everything exactly as I was told the first time. And then when I figured out it didn't work for me, I would tweak it. I would say just examine everything and like, and, and do it for you the first time and, and try everything. Cause there were some things that I did or that I tried that I was shocked at how well they worked 
And then I, there'd be other things where I was like, why isn't this working? Or why isn't this working for me? And you're like, well, I guess that's just not where my target person is, you know? And yeah. it's not the style of, you know, office that I have. And, you know, I had a, I had a busy office. I was a, you know, I would say a family practice, but it was not, not specifically geared towards, you know, pregnant moms or kids or anything. Um, it was just a lot of, it was a lot of fun. It was a big, you know, community type of practice. So it would, it would be just like, be okay with be, having the type of practice that you have, right? <laughs> like individualize yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you're, you get so much advice from other people on, Oh, it should be like this or I do it like this. So this is how it should be done. This is going to be the best. Well, okay. You know, I was at a point where I was, I actually hired, um, because I was so busy, I'd hired an associate, you know, that was like the next step. Okay. Hire an associate and da, 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 da. So I hired an associate and everything else. And I was like, so now I'm spending most of my time training in my associate and I'm spending less time like treating people, which is what I love and working with people. So that's not, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> so if it's not fun, stop doing it or find somebody else to do it. Otherwise, I think that's an interesting point that you make though, Beth, because Oftentimes we have that hustle mindset and think, you know, well, I'll have fun later, but really there's room for us to be able to have fun in our practices now yeah. and enjoy them right now, wherever, yes. whatever stage you're in. Yeah, there was, and a lot of, um, because of the style of practice that I had, the best way it was, it would have been really tough to transform and I just, I couldn't have done it. So that's where selling my office and jumping into doing what I'm doing now was literally the best and only way to do that. Um, but in that journey that I've had of selling my office and really diving into, you know, having an online business, um, writing, speaking, getting my message out there for women. Um, you know, I have an online nutrition program and everything that matches with my book for hormones for women. When I started talking about this, when I was still treating, cause I started doing all this when I was still had my office, I would talk about it and people would be like, they'd stop and they'd look at me and they're like, wow, you're really excited about this. I'd be like, yeah, I am. It's amazing. Like you should eat for your hormones. When your body's higher in estrogen, you should eat for estrogen. And then after you ovulate, your body's higher in progesterone and that does something different. So you should change your food like this. And then not, I'd get super excited. And like this whole other passion came out of me that I didn't even know was there. But people started to recognize it. Like, wow, you're super pumped about it. I was like, yeah, I am love this. I'm like, it's like my little precious right now. And, and that's what like kind of lit off a light bulb and be like, you know, I like, I love chiropractic. I love the way the body heals itself. I love, you know, philosophy and everything. And I love the hands-on aspect of it. And that's something that I take a lot of joy in, but there's like this piece of passion that I had that was not being addressed at all in the way I was practicing. So shifting gears, I got to really dive into that and like literally every day I have more fun. I meet more people. I get to design my life the way that I want. And I still get to, you know, at some point I know I'm going to get really back into practice, but I'm going to be designing it completely differently for how I have my life now and really around where my true heart passions are and what I love to educate people on. Yeah. Well, I can speak from firsthand experience that giving yourself permission to really dive into something that you find your heart being really called toward can be a really challenging thing for us as chiropractors because there's so much stigma around, Oh, you don't practice anymore. 
oh, because, is that because you failed? Is that because your business had to close? <laughs> and so many assumptions, right? And I think we talked about this before we even started recording that sometimes it's not even necessarily what people are actually really thinking about us, but our mm-hmm. own projection of the judgment we have on ourselves that then tells us, oh, well, yeah, everyone else is judging me. When we're really just, it's like the internal discourse almost. Yeah. To be yeah. able to allow yourself to, to do that is not easy. No. Not easy. It, it, that in and of itself, like really following my passion and bringing out in the world what I believe I have is a valuable thing to bring to people. And is, it's been really a really good learning experience, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. There were, I mean, there were a lot of friends that I had um, that you know, were in practice very similar styles of practice and things like that. And when I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm selling my office. I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump in and do this thing. I'm, I want to bring this, this message to the world. And I think more women, you know, women's health in general has been on the back burner. I think it needs to be brought forth. I think, you know, women should be, you know, considered differently because of our bodies are different. Duh. History of everything is always geared around men. Studies are done on men, et cetera. And I was like, that's just ridiculous. So I'm going to do my part to bring that to the forefront. And a lot of my friends were like, why, why though? Like I've been working for years to have what you have right now. And now you're just going to throw it away. I was like, I'm not throwing it away. <laughs> I'm just like that transition. You know, I, I lost a lot of friends from that, that I was really surprised at people who had been, you know, quote unquote supportive of me or excited and you know and I had a, I had a big office I had a team of you know six to eight people at any given time depending on marketing schedules and you know running a running a bigger show and it was fun you know and I trained a lot of other people in I did a lot you know did a lot of stuff but it was I don't know it's you know like you say it's where you're what how did you phrase it you're where your heart is I don't know. Heart centered. <laughs> I was like heart centered or something. I was like, yes, that's the perfect something word like for it. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to, to feel like when you shift gears in life that some people aren't cool with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, I think too, um, looking at it from the perspective of doing something like you're doing now where you have an online business that you've created from mm-hmm. the ground up, it's like all yours. It's unique. Um, there's not necessarily a roadmap, right? That tells you here's where you <laughs> nope. start and here's what you do next. Um, yeah. That also makes it scary as well. But I think, really, honestly, yeah. it happens for a lot of us that we that we practice for a time period and we learn what we need to learn mm-hmm. from our experiences, and then the universe is ready to like help us create something different. It, totally. it like, brings it through you instead of you making it happen. So again, though, that's not an easy place to be in. It's not an easy place to navigate. (laughs) Yeah. My my hope is, you know, just to, to inspire other women to help them know, like if they're getting to that point where they're feeling like there's this other thing coming through them that they Mm -hmm. really want to explore and do, then it's okay to do that. Or if they're feeling like, you know what? I really just want to be a mom. For a while and see what that's like yeah but that's okay too yeah that's okay too yeah absolutely absolutely there's there's no box that we have to be put in just because you know this is how men practiced for years you know and 
I, and I would say honestly, so from building my business from scratch online only and using nothing but my name to get out there, you know, I went from, you know, zero to six figures in about six months, just figuring stuff out, just throwing it out there and trying to figure out like what's going to happen next or how do I make this happen? And, you know, I knew that I was like, you know what, whatever happens, I'll figure something out. Something's going to happen. <laughs> you know? Take that info and go with it. And, but a lot of, a lot of people, you know, they're like, well, you're not going to use your degree anymore. I was like, I use it every day. Yeah. And the experiences that I had from the years of working with patients, I, that communication, everything, I use all of it every day. There's no way I could have been as successful as I have been today, you know, in that span of time without going through those years in practice, you know, the struggle, the everything. It just, it, I wouldn't have had that, you know, life experience. It's like another graduate school that you go through. <laughs> For real. <laughs> awesome. Dr. Beth, I, it's been so fun connecting with you and getting to know more about you. We're really um, like kindred spirits, I feel like, which is cool. Yeah. And we new friends, new friends. <laughs> <laughs> People can't see this because it's a podcast, but I'm like jumping around. And like... I would I'm love awkward. for you to share where people can go to learn more about your oh. online program. Yeah, so um, I am all over Facebook. I do a Facebook video every day or just about every day, um, and I talk about either pieces of my book or nutrition or whatever else there is out there. Um, so Beth Westie, W E S T I E spelled like the dog and then, or Dr. Beth Westy is my professional page. And then I'm online, um, www.drbethwesty.com. I have, you know, like a free seven day meal plan guide that people can download and just kind of check out and test the waters on. But I have so much, so much content and so much info out there. Um, just that so you can pick up and, you know, absorb, uh, what else? Oh, all my videos also go to YouTube. So for some reason people aren't on Facebook, they can always get, the videos and the info on YouTube and there's, you know, Pinterest and stuff. I have an Instagram, awesome. which I post some pictures, but I'm not super great at it. Yeah. I've never really figured out the Pinterest thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So cool. If you are listening on your iPhone, um, in the, I like the, the iTunes podcast app, then all you do to get to Dr. Best's links is just click the picture of the podcast and the links all appear there. It makes it super easy. So go check out her info. And hopefully be inspired, too, about what else is possible. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was super fun. Awesome. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Hey, Mama. I want to thank you for listening to the show today and invite you to become an Aligned Women Insider. When you subscribe, you'll get access to our upcoming free Ideal Patient Challenge and bi-monthly masterclasses, plus insights from me on growing a practice that's right for you and your family that I only share with insiders. So head over to alignwomen.com and subscribe today. 